got out of the Navy, ended up becoming more of a performer. I've done all sorts of, <clears throat> let me clear my throat. I've worked with everybody from <laughs> J-Lo, Chris Brown, Sarah Bareilles, Industrials, Nike, Facebook, uh, Broadway Regional, um, fight choreography, stunt work. That's all the performance stuff. But the most things, the most that I'm proud of is I realized after my divorce that I needed some help. And so I found therapy mm. 11 plus years ago. So I like to share with people that I've been emotionally sober for 11 years. Mm -hmm. And with all sobriety, you've got waves to ride. And sometimes the wave crashes you into a shore and sometimes you ride it and you're in this place where you get to, you get to step onto the shore because the board carried you. Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you've joined us. Today's guest is Cesar Barajas. Uh, Cesar is a wellness mentor, he's a performer, he's an activist, he even does some stunts on the side. But today's conversation, you know, is not about all of that. It's about these masks. And one of the things I'm really excited about this conversation that you're going to hear is um, Cesar and I both lead um, uh, circles at Everyman. Uh, I lead the Black Men's Circle. And Cesar is one of the leaders of the BIPOC circle. And it was really beautiful how the BIPOC circle came to be um, because it, it, it is connected to the, the circle that, that I was running. And, and, and the story is kind of interesting, but uh, I'm going to try and do my best to explain it. So, you know, when we created the space for um, black men, it's a space where we want men to have a space to just take off their emotional masks, to talk about what's going on to know that we got a safe place to just be able to express the way that we need to express. And uh, one of the sessions, um, you know, we have, the link is available for all Everyman members, right? So a man came to the room. Um, he wasn't, he wasn't by visual terms, like what I, my eyes could see. He wasn't a black man, but yeah, I didn't know he may have been biracial. So I wanted to make sure for his sake and for the sake of the safety of the men in the room, and I was like, how do I say this? You know, I'm not going to say it out loud. I'm going to have to try to do it in the chat. And, and it was a moment of like, oh, my goodness, how do, I, how do I say this without in a kind way, in a caring way, in a loving way, in a, a brotherly way, in a respectful way? And, um, and when he replied back to me in the, in, the, in the private chat, he was like, oh, OK, I, you know, I, I didn't know. And, and then he left, you know. And what I'm really glad that happened is that he didn't, like, get upset with me. He didn't, like, like make it that I would not wanted him in the space, but he understood that there was a space that we had created for, for black men. And he was, and he went to say, you know what, to every man, he said, you know, I, I want to, there needs to be a space for other men too. And man, how awesome that this circle was created. I think sometimes we need a place to be able to express how we're, what we're dealing with in a way that maybe is unique to our own background, our own upbringing, and to know that it's okay. And I'm really excited that this conversation allows us to talk about the, the origins of that circle that he's now leading. And now that we as leaders get to come together. And we're going to try and do some cool stuff in the future. But I'm really excited that he came to this conversation knowing that sometimes as leaders, we don't often get a chance to do our own work around our masks. I mean, sometimes we're in the leader role, so we sometimes miss being part of the participant role uh, because we're in the, the, the caring of others. Uh, I'm really glad for this conversation. I hope you also enjoy this conversation. Listen, there's some really exciting things I want to tell you about, but I want to first say thank you for being a part of the Taking Off the Mask podcast. You know, the podcast is growing and we couldn't do it without you. So we're asking you to, if you are not subscribed, please subscribe. If you have not shared this Think of someone who you could think could benefit from this conversation of two men coming together to really have some heartfelt conversation. Um, and if there's a young person in your life who you know needs to begin having these conversations sooner than later, please connect them with us as well. We have men from all backgrounds um, and we have men from all over the world. Um, and we're looking to continue that, that growth of reaching people um, outside of our own little neighborhoods here. So thank you so much for being a part of this movement with us. Um, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Welcome to Take Out the Mask podcast. Enjoy today's show. 
So go ahead and go ahead and give him a shout no, out. No, I was gonna say I, I got to shout out wholeheartedly and lovingly, Chioke. Chioke, thank you so much for guiding and being so patient. Um, I've honestly done hundreds of these, and this is by far the most professional one I've ever been a part of. So yo. Ashanti, you got it. You got it. You got to give it up, man. It starts at the top, but like, yo, I'm so oh. thrilled to be here, and, and thank you all for supporting and loving and being patient because I am not a tech person, so I was already <laughs> panicking that I couldn't join the, the room. <laughs> oh, I appreciate you, man. Well, thank you, thank you, and thank you, and I'm, I'm so thankful for Choke and where our team is growing, and we're trying to figure out how to to, to this next season. Um, and one of the things that um, I mean, two things I want to say before we jump in, in because we're already in the show. But sure. um, I read one of your posts, and uh, you talked about your favorite book, and I was like, "What?" Because that is my favorite book, absolutely. And when you wrote about that, I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna start, we're gonna start talking about that." We have to talk about paying attention to the omens and what signs. And symbols the the energies of the earth are providing. Bro, you and I meeting, I think, is a, is a is a excellent example of paying attention to the omens and then partaking in them. Yeah. Well, for those who for, can't for see, those of you who don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> we'll get into all that. Well, we're we're talking about the Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. That's what book we're talking about. But we're gonna jump into that um, because I think that it, it definitely is connected to the work, right? It's connected to. Mm-hmm. The work that you're doing is connected to the work that I think we're trying to do in Ever Forward. And I think it's connected to you and I being able to make this mask together. So uh, did you make a mask? I did. Okay. It's, it's- Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you joined us. Today's guest is Cesar Barajas. Listen, I am so excited to be in this conversation with you, brother. I, I want to, uh, first of all, say thank you for being here. First of all, thank you for being welcome. I am beyond honored. I just mentioned before we started officially recording to Ashanti and Chioki and the entire Taking Off the Mask crew and the Ever Forward uh, team, most professional, most loving, most welcoming people I've ever been a part of having conversations with. So I'm, I'm sitting with family. Like this is nothing. We're just going to sit here and chit chat. That's all this we is. <laughs> it's going to be one of those chit chats when you leave, you'll be like, what did I just tell him? <laughs> what the, like, cause we, cause, cause the way the mask works is we, we, we push ourselves to go deeper than our usually typical chit. And maybe you have deep chit chats all the time, but I, but I think our, I, I, what I hope for this experience is that you get to know me a little better. I get to know you a little better. And, and people who listen to this, get to realize that the men can have open hearted mm. conversations if, if they're willing to, if they're open to. Mm. And, and it Absolutely. Be, yeah. That's the work. So welcome. How about Thanks. you tell folks about yourself? Tell them who you are. Tell them what you want them to know about you as we are getting ready. Just as an overview of you uh, as we get ready to jump into this conversation. I would be happy to. Uh, again, thank you so much for providing a space to have these kind of conversations. So my name is Cesar F. Barajas. I'm a proud first-generation Mexican-American son to two Mexican immigrants. All of that comes into play because of who I ended up becoming. I've lived, Ashanti, multiple lives. I mentioned off-camera, I started dancing, performing professionally when I was 15 years old but had every intention of going to medical school. So I was dancing and performing and singing in a Six Flags theme park where I'm from in Houston, Texas, all through high school. And I joined the military. I'm a seven-year U.S. Navy veteran. Mm -hmm. I ended up getting out of the Navy because the Navy said to me, we're not going to send you to med school. We're going to send you to become this Mm -hmm. surface warfare officer in the now, which is now ended, quote unquote, Middle Eastern conflict that's lasted over the last 20 years. Got out of the Navy, ended up becoming more of a performer. I've done all sorts of, let me clear my throat. I've worked with everybody from J-Lo, Chris Brown, Sarah Bareilles, Industrials, Nike, Facebook, uh, Broadway Regional, um, fight choreography, stunt work. That's all the performance stuff. But the most things, the most that I'm proud of is I 
realized after my divorce that I needed some help. And so I found therapy mm. 11 plus years ago. So I like to share with people that I've been emotionally sober for 11 years. Mm-hmm. And with all sobriety, you've got waves to ride. And sometimes the wave crashes you into a shore and sometimes you ride it and you're in this place where you get to, you get to step onto the shore because the board carried you. Um, so all sorts of varieties of therapies, EMDR, psychoanalytic, and what I'm now on top of still performing. Matter of fact, after we're done with this, I have to record two TV show auditions to be a series regular for some upcoming projects. Nice. But I'm most proud of being an international wellness mentor. I'm now a very loud and brash, real heartfelt and raw mental health advocate. I myself, when I officially started therapy, was diagnosed with anxiety and depression and post-traumatic stress injury. And I'll get into later why I want to stray away from post-traumatic stress as a disorder. Because post-traumatic stress isn't debilitating. It's, it's absolutely normal. And so I have an injury. And so as you do with most injuries, you tend to them. And how do you tend to them? In a variety of ways. And so as a mental health advocate, I'm also an activist. And that's why I think you and I, brother, are as connected as we are. Here we are on this platform where we're sharing with men. And you and I both are facilitators for the everyman men's group. And so for those of you who aren't aware, EVRYMAN.com is a place where you've got group support. It's not therapy. And Ashanti specifically leads the black men's groups. And because of rules slash regulations, one of the guys tried to join and was like, hey, man, there's nowhere for me as an Asian American man to go. So my co-facilitator, shout out to Andrew Chung and to Lawrence Gibson, my other co-facilitator, my everyman brothers reached out to me and said, hey, do you have any interest in hosting a BIPOC only? So black indigenous people of color dropping group. And it's literally just a group of fellows who come together and we sit and we chat, but it's more than just shooting the shit. And mm. forgive me for cursing. It's more oh, than yeah, just shooting yeah. the ish and, yeah. and giving, but it gives ourselves a chance to be in a brave space to open up because I firmly believe there are no safe spaces. There's nowhere that we can go that's safe. But what we can do is create a brave space for ourselves. So in a nutshell, international wellness mentor, professional performer, dancer, choreographer, stuntman, fight choreographer, trying to be a good human, chocolate chip cookie aficionado, activist, <laughs> actor. I mean, I, I've got a, I got a bunch of hats, bro. So when you talk about taking oh. off masks, it depends on the time of the week. Yo, which mask do I want to put on today to do what it is that I need to do? And the upcoming week, I'm going up to the University of Michigan to keynote speak and guest lecture for the MBA Ross School. The month mm. after that, I'll be back at the Manhattan College in the Bronx because I've been working with them for the last year and leading student veteran organization retreats. So there's there's quite a plethora of us for us to get into. And so I, I'm I'm most proud right now of just getting to sit with my guy and mm. chat about what it is that we're doing to help activate the world into a better place yeah oh and with man. that i pass <laughs> I oh, no, you, man you, you already got the conversation started i, I i'm not even sure where i want to jump in like i first of all thank you for the work you're doing thank you Thanks, for man. uh thank you for the work you're doing with every man thank you for making space for that man mm-hmm. I, I i remember that that day and we were in that space like oh um who, who's gonna who's who's gonna have to tell him like, how do we do this, right? Because yeah. I think that when you try and create spaces, and I think that, you know, in Ever Forward, we created this space for young men starting, right? When I started Ever Forward Club, um, just a similar name to Every Man, but not connected in, in that, in that yeah. any way like that. But I was a space where kids came to my room every day at lunch, every all kids. But on Thursdays at lunch, food got brought in and everyone else had to leave, right? Because mm. you, had me, you had food at our meetings. And students were starting to get upset with me. Like students were like the girls in my class who hung out and danced at lunch or hanging out, you know, just kick, kick, kick. They were like, oh, what? You're, you're woman haters. Oh, haters. no. And I'm like, no, we're not. They're like, and so they started like making this, this joke. They were, they were upset. And I was like, look, I can't make a club for girls. How do I, how do I make a club for girls? What, what am I? I can buy you lunch. And they're like, we don't want lunch. We want our own club. And I was like, oh. what do I know about help telling you about being a woman. I, I don't have any skills around that. And what I realized was that they wanted a community too. They were, they were making jokes and being upset and they were, you know, using that, that, that 
that meme that they were using back then. But I was like, look, I'm, I would love to buy you lunch. But I knew that they wanted more. And what I realized with them was that my job was to create a space for them as well. So when Ever4 began to grow, we created a circle for young women. We created a circle for our, um, our, our newcomers because a lot of the mm. newcomers didn't speak English, right? So in our school, I taught newcomers. They would all hang out in my room. It was a safe place not to be sucked into the gang tr- by the tree and to sucked mm-hmm. into what the other drama that happened. And they could come in my room and eat and hang out and chat. No one's bothering them, right? And so they had to leave, too, on Thursdays. Everyone had to leave. I mean, they, they were welcome to stay, but they mostly didn't understand nothing anybody was saying. Sure. So we created our, the program Siempre Adelante for them. So we had the Ever Forward Club, Ever Forward Chicas. We had Ever Forward Siempre Adelante. And that's how, that, that's the first time I hit an overload because I'm like, what are you doing, Ashanti? How, hey. how are you running, what are you doing? How are you running three clubs? Trying to, and it was, uh, but it's a journey, right? It's the journey. When you look back, you're like, Oh, I was I was just wanting to make a space for everybody. And mm. I think when that man came to the room, I was like, uh oh. And also it was come some of us was kind of wondering, because you know, I can't tell if a man is biracial. And I don't I don't want to insult a man. Maybe right. So, so it was more yeah. like, you know, it was more like in the chat, like, how do I say this carefully? How do I how do you ask without asking, but also asking, sure. right? Because if we're trying to create a space and you want to make sure that men have the freedom to say whatever's on their heart and their mind. And not worry about offending someone, right? And 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 I think those were things that were really tricky. So it was beautiful. And I mean, when you told me the story, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that day because yeah. I was like, I was looking around like you know you know you know Zoom, so you can't like you can't like elbow somebody under the table. You can't like I mean you could chat them in the back, but you're almost like <laughs> like. But it was a uh, it was a moment, and I think you know I was glad that he went and said I want a space for me, like, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that space was created. So I think it's beautiful. And as a part of the journey of all of our work, right? I mean, I, how many men just don't have a place at all, like, you know, to, to go? The fact that he could, like, advocate for himself and then, and, and that space became a, a reality. Thank you for holding that space, too. Oh, brother. There, there's so many things that that are warm in my heart. And so if you can't see me, what I'm doing right now is I'm placing my hand on my heart, which I find is something that I've habitually just, I, I go to because I know that if I put my hand on my heart, that's a physical activation to my body's parasympathetic nervous system. And so it's just a way for me, and we use it in the group. We use it as a way to acknowledge people. So my hand is on my heart hearing first off that you, Ashanti, took the space. And first off, yo, can we just also recognize, I'm talking to Ashanti, like multi-TED Talk lecturer. My guy is this incredibly educated. First off, here's an educated black man who decides to leave the corporate world and go into public teaching. And we can go into like, why teaching in America is probably alongside our current healthcare workers, the most underappreciated and underserved communities in this country. But I digress. I wanted to recognize that you took the initiative and you were like, well, what can I do? Well, here's siempre adelante. For those of you who don't speak Spanish, that's always forward, ever forward. Yo, it's a direct translation. And then he's got the group for the girls. So thank you for facilitating something. Because even if it's not you, yeah. You put something together. And so what I wanted to chat on is as you mentioned that, and then you mentioned the work that we were doing with every man and then finding a space to create specifically a black man's group or the GTPQIA group, which is hosted by the wonderful Cater Sparks or the BIPOC dig. Prior to June of 2020, Ashanti, I didn't even know men's group support existed. Mm. So let me touch up on that right quick. Yo, here I am 11 years in the therapy game. 11 years and I'm making strides and I'm falling and I'm getting off on the wagon again and then I'm falling off. Partnerships created, dissolving, I'm messing up. But every time I mess up, I'm I'm creating these lessons. I was like, all right, I won't, I'm not going to do that again. Oh, just lesson after lesson after lesson. None of it were ever failures for me, even though it cost me so much throughout the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had been a part of the... Emotions Anonymous, which is a subset mm. of Alcoholics Anonymous. So I've been through the 12 steps. I've made my amends. I've made my list. Emotions Anonymous speaks specifically to those who don't have any control over their emotions. So first and okay. foremost, hi, my name is Caesar, and I have no control over my emotions. So Ooh, I've always me. been a faith-based spiritualist, and I'm in these groups. And so I've, I know what group therapy is. I know what cognitive supportive behavioral therapy 
is I've been in the rooms with individuals. I've been in the rooms with groups. And in June of 2020, here we are in the midst of, and I'll tell you what started it for me. Yo, January 26, 2020, because I was on set filming a TV show in New York. I'm New York City based, even though I was raised in Texas. And right now, even telling people I'm from Texas, is it, I carry shame and remorse because it's hard being a Texan right now. But I'm in New York filming this TV show, January 26, 2020, and I find out through the news feed that a black mama had passed, that Kobe had passed. And I'm like, mm. no, 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 no. You've taken away one of my mentors, one of the men who had found himself in the limelight, handled himself professionally, and then more importantly, he messed up. Kobe was no angel. Kobe messed up. And so for him to be taken from this earth, and it's raising emotions in me right now as I say this, at 40 years old, before he had the chance to come back into a place to fully evolve, I was like, what's, oh man, so I sat with that. And then I found myself falling deeper and deeper amongst the pandemic that we're still in. Hi, people, we're still in a pandemic. So, yo, wear your masks. <laughs> Jesus, age Christ. We're in the midst of this globalized, vocalized megaphone being used to shout, hi, we are never and never have not been in the place where systemic racism and judicial oppression mm. hasn't been a hasn't been a part of this country. So now yeah. through Black Lives Matter movement. So we're in the midst of the pandemic, in the midst of the the end of this particular president's mm. administration, which is just I don't even get into that. So I had a breakdown, bro. I had a major, major breakdown and didn't realize that I was suffering from compassion fatigue, vicarious traumas. Ooh. I didn't even know what burnout was, Yeah. but I'm, but I'm good. I teach meditation. I'm an adjunct professor at Columbia University and I teach meditation mm -hmm. and mindfulness for a living. And I have been for years. I've been a yoga teacher for 13 plus years. What you mean that I'm suffering from burnout? So here's the key for our listeners to understand is you could be in the midst of what you believe is a safe and stable space. Oh boy. But unless we find ourselves in a particular position to look at ourselves, take off that mask to use your well described metaphor and see what you really are. And it wasn't until June of 2020, when I had a major breakdown, I had a major incident. I lost the greatest love of my life. She left because she was in danger. I was in danger to myself. And yet again, I was in this place. And that prompted the last 19 months of work. I'm telling you, Ashanti, I am most proud that I'm here and that I'm able to speak to this. I had already been working with a gentleman named Andrew Kippen, who's another one of our Everyman facilitators. And Kippen said to me, yo, have you ever been to a men's group? Bro, I don't, yo, I got my boys. I played college baseball. I'm a proud, proud graduate of an HBCU. Shout out to Prairie View A&M University. Prairie View produces productive people. I'm a, I'm a brother of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. So I have my boys. I've got, you know, I've got people. But no, he was like, have you ever sat with Oh, and had someone say to you, man. just tell me what you're feeling. No judgment coming from a place of a, of, of a need. And that first drop-in group with Mike Sagoon, that third mm. week of June, I don't remember the exact date, changed mm. my life. From there, falling into a place where what is it about being raised as a man? What is it about being raised as a black or brown man in America? Oh, yeah. Generational trauma? You mean to tell me that what's in my DNA is because my ancestors suffered? Because when my Mexican, Aztec, and Incan great civilization leaders were then corrupted and appropriated and enslaved by the Spanish? So how, wait, maybe that's, okay. So black and brown communities have very mm -hmm. similar, okay, the similarities, they've all, so at the same time that you had like whites only, colored only signs. You had signs that read no dogs, no Mexicans. Wait a second. Okay. So what is it that we need to do? As I say this, I'm shaking things out because my body feels the tingles. What we need to do is let our brothers and sisters know some of this, my beautiful friends, isn't your fault. And so last night when we were sitting in with our guys, Falante and Aaron, it it's how do we then have this conversation? Because there's so much to begin with. So 
I'll open with that. And, and, and in regards, that's where I'm at right now is I'm in this position now where I have, and I'm not a healed man. I am healing, mm. you know, mm. in October of 2020, in the midst of my isolation, I found myself in jail during COVID mm. over the weekend. I'm like sitting in this jail cell for mm. some bullish. Mm. I deserve to be in there. I'll tell you that much, but like, okay. What people don't realize about me is like, yeah, you've got this mask. You're this mm. performer. They've seen you on the TV shows, your IMDb credits. And I'm like, no, part of what we're going to reveal when we reveal our mask is what people yeah. don't know about me That's is right. that I've come from this place. Oof. And so I'm lucky. The only reason why I'm still alive is because oh. I have this message to pass on. I was kind of all over the place with that. I'm not oh, even really no, sure you, how to bring man, that back you, in, bro. <laughs> it's already in. You, 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 that's not the opening. That's we're already in. We mm. we're into the heart right now. And I think, uh, I, not even knowing where to start and and jump in, but I must jump here. And we're gonna jump into our masks. I think that that's gonna okay. help lead the next part of the conversation. I will um, say when I saw that 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 that, that, that hoodie, I was like. Oh, that's nice. I like the gold and the black. And then I saw I saw MLK Jr. and I'm like, oh, that's really cool too. And I was, and something was like, I was like, why is my why is that shirt like bringing? And I and I and that's when I, I I thought about it. I was like, okay. And when you said you remember FIA, that was really powerful. And I think one of the things that you realized when you into June 2020 when you went to your first men's circle, mm-hmm. and I was in a fraternity. I was I'm a member of Phi Beta Sigma and. Um, I realized when I went to my first, man, you know it, brother. I, I'm, on, I'm really thankful for this for this work because, look, here's what I know for sure: that as long as I was, I was a pre- chapter president. I was, I was a fundraising chair. I was, I did all the roles, all of them, because we only had a small chapter. Everyone does everything, but we rarely, if ever, no matter, even the when I went through my my process with mm. the, the educational no, process. Oh, a continuing education process. You know what I'm saying? There's no, there's no hazing allowed. Kind of you know what I'm saying? Stop. There was no talk about your feelings or your nah. emotions. Nah, bro. You, you, you had better not express that you have any. And I think that as I thought back, I'm like, well, where was I supposed to learn? I mean, everyone's suddenly trying to make you to a man, but you, what they're making you into is a person who has is devoid. And when you talked about mm. compassion, for, when you, t- you said something about that. I forgot what word you compassion used. Compassion fatigue. Well, Emotions anonymous. When you say, I am not in touch with my emotions. And what I realized, and even just recently, I, you know, I held on to this thing for a year and I'm, we're, we're on a group with my chapter, with my chapter, you know? Um, and I was just, I didn't want to share it. I didn't want to share what I was going through. Cause I'm like, all they talk about in the group is sports and yeah. barbecues and keep it light. It's, 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 it's so light that it's not even like, I'm like, and I felt like, why does this space not even open that place for me, you know? And I'm, mm. I love those brothers. I mean, I'm, these are people who I love, who I care about, who I know their families, right? But there's a difference between knowing somebody up here intellectually and knowing somebody in here. Mm. Because all day long I can know stuff about you and still know nothing about you at the same time. And I think where we are right now in the world, and I'm just going to uh, – I'll bring this up when I talk about the mask because I think it's it's really relevant to where we're at right now. So let's thank you. First of all, thank you for everything you've said, and I'm I'm super excited. And thank you for sharing, you know, even deeper of the story of what happened last year in October. And I think mm. oftentimes the mask, which you which you referenced, is so powerful, and we're seeing this show up in the world in so many different ways, where people mm-hmm. on the outside and on their Instagram feeds, their highlight reel is spectacular. Mm spectacular um and, and let's come back to that when we get to the mass so let's take a breath take a breath mm, and listeners yeah. if wherever you are we invite you lovingly just take a deep breath you ain't got to do nothing other than just bring the air in and let the air out <sighs> oh i'm so happy you asked that and real quick here's a quick yeah. educational fun fact anytime you take one conscious and controlled deep breath you activate what is called the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is responsible for the body's rest and digest system. So part of what I do, part of what I'm going up to University of Michigan to do, go blue, shout them out, is to teach people how not to freak out. Mm. And so part of what I do outside of 
having chats like this is, uh, I mean, IBM, Echo Shoes, like I said, Nike, my own website. Uh, I'm also the creator and founder of The Journey with Caesar.com, which is a, an affordable mm-hmm. subscription-based meditation library, coaching and consulting center. Is letting people know, yo, you you can come back to your breath because that's the one thing somebody can't take away from us. Mm-hmm. And so as Ashanti asked us to take a breath, our bodies enter a natural physiological state of decompression. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing now as we talk to each other is create a more calming approach to a conversation that is going to instigate some feelings. And that's the key behind meditation or mindfulness. It's not to take anything away. Meditation and mindfulness is here to help increase our capacity for the discomfort. Because, bro, when you talked about that video that you sat on and then I watched and I even told you off camera, I was like, man, I wish I'd had a disclaimer for that because I was activated watching that. But I was so proud of you, man. So proud of you because I know that you took multiple breaths and that then enabled you to just be present. It didn't mean the anger subsided. It didn't mean that the frustration or that livid, loathing feeling didn't exist. It just meant that you yeah. were able to then put your words into a formed sentence, talk to this, and then talk to the people in Spanish. Yeah. So, bro, I, I applaud you. And mm. so, that's part of what we're doing here is 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 moving into a place where we let people know, especially Black and Brown brothers and sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Our Asian American brothers and sisters, our indigenous yeah. Native American brothers and sisters, the Asian American community, that's all right. we we already got stuff that's weighed against us. And so yeah. if we don't pause to take yeah. that deep breath, there's no way we're gonna be able to handle our business. Man. And right now, all and of that, all that business, it's stacked against us. It's been stacked against us since day one. That's right. And that, and that's what they talked about last night. The in, the part that gets internalized that we don't even know we're internalizing. And then we're responding in ways that we don't even realize why we're responding in that way. And then we find ourselves like, wait, why am I irritated and mad and whatever right now? I don't even really know why. And we're, we don't even stop long enough to figure it out. But we, we say, I must lash out because I'm already feeling this. So I better yeah. do something about it as opposed to that moment of like, and I know that the breaths that, that I had to take were me trying to almost put myself like I was watching a movie, right? I'm, I was really like, let me, let me, let me, the only reason I bring my phone out because when it started happening, I thought I needed to put a block between me and that person. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like I'm watching a movie and I'm like, oh, how funny, how silly, how whatever, but I'm not like really in there. Mm-hmm. It was almost like a, a way of like disconnecting because I knew that my, my I was, I was, uh, the, the anger and the rage, the, tr- the, the, the old stuff, that I never dealt with. The stuff that I was like, somebody breaking into my car, like I would have taken everything out on this one, like like uh, all of it. Like I would have been like, okay, here's the opportunity. You gave me a reason. And realizing that, no, 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 that's not, that's not what we need to do right now. And mm. knowing that, and I think uh, what, we, what, we, what we can support men to do in this work, in this conversation is like, what do we need to do to make space for more men to have these kind of conversations? Something that I'm going to do, and we're going to do, and I are going to do it at some point in person, I believe. Um, I don't know if you saw the clip from Saturday Night Live uh, called The Man Park. Um, I, I've no, talked I about it once it. on one of the episodes. Yeah. So it's a clip about men needing a place to go to the park and play. Like, like so this this so I guess the the partners were taking their men to the park to go to the man park because they needed to go play with the other men, right? Like they mm-hmm. need a place to just go. And they were like, oh, look at him. He's over there. He's like, like, what would it be like for us to come together to play, to talk, to like, to open up, to recognize that there's more, the competition is great, but if that's all we do, then we're never like holding space. We're never hmm. coming from a place of empathy. We're coming from a place, I'm going to take you out. I'm going to take you on. I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to beat you as opposed to me. I'm going to see you. I'm going to, I'm going to see you right now. I'm going to just listen to you. I'm going to hear you. Now, I may not know what you've been through, but I'm just going to hold space and listen and believe that what you're saying is absolutely true. And I'm going to hold that space right here for you. Right. And I think, and if I understand, I'm going to tell you, I get it because mm. I don't need to get it. Mm. And I think that that's what we try and do. That's what we did with ever forward with those middle, the high school students. Those young men didn't talk about feelings ever. Not mm-hmm. definitely not at school. Who, and who's going to teach them to, to, to speak to those feelings? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I never had anybody in my schooling or upbringing. Say to me, yeah. hey, what what am, what are you emotionally feeling? Yeah, <laughs> for every single time that I lashed out, like I graduated summa cum laude, I graduated summa cum laude in college, but I almost didn't graduate high school because I had been suspended. 
almost didn't walk across the stage because I was over here getting into trouble and I was running around getting into fights and breaking into houses and things. Yeah. In college, I'm running around acting a fool. I mean, who who teaches us this? Nobody. Uh, I, there's a couple of things, if you don't mind, I'd love to, to touch up on. You mentioned like even the conversation with your LBs, yeah. uh, Lime Brothers. Uh, our particular thread is the same. You know, it's funny and meme-filled and sports talk. And I mean, my, my Lime Brother, Brian, shout out to my Don. He's a sports reporter for the Rockets and the Astros and the Texans. So we're, we're always hitting him up for like insider information. <laughs> and then there's the every occasional message for me. Fellas, how you feeling? How you holding up? How's your heart? How's your spirit? Ah, mm. oh, see, he's coming in with this bohemian <laughs> tree hugging. Yeah, no, and I'm, I'm going to ask you. I love you, man. I love you. But I had oh. to learn. Because what, what, what is it like growing up as a man in America mm. in an underserved, politically ignored community where the mm. only thing you have is the machismo that you carry? Like the alpha male rises to the top. And so what do you have... As an influence of those people that talk the loudest or fight the best. Yeah. That's what shaped me. Yeah. And so it, it's really something. So you mentioned how do we get men to do that? Well, first off, we just get men to understand half of what you're feeling, again, isn't your fault. You have generational trauma, you have oppressional trauma. Jason Wilson, wonderful author of Cry Like a Man. Battle Cry says it the best. And in his second book, Battle Cry, which I just finished, shout out to Jason Wilson, who also shaped my life. He's like, men don't go to anywhere to have fun. So here we are talking about this satirical, comedic-based skit on Saturday Night Live. But like the truth is, do do we go somewhere to have fun? Like, can our partners and our our kids take dad or husband or lover to the park or to the driving range or to the go-kart place or to the bowling alley or to the pool hall and say, Hey, you've got the next three hours where you don't have to do anything. And so I'd love to segue that into what happened. So, so when I had that breakdown and my partner moved out of our apartment in Queens, I spent the next 10 months in isolation. Part of it was because Mm -hmm. hi, I'm in the pandemic. And so I just deep dove into studying. And so you mentioned also keeping that rage contained, but still feeling it. And that's a whole other six hour podcast on psychosomatic <laughs> symptoms and the teachings of Dr. Gabor Mate and Dr. Peter Levine, and Dr. Bessel van der Kolk. I mean, we're, we're in a place where our bodies are so smart. So what you don't realize, not you specifically, or people, yeah. people in general don't realize, man or woman, Is that the lineage of kings and queens and warriors and magicians and lovers that you come from carry the pride. So, yes, Mm. Encanto's the number one Disney film, Colombian-based. People are recognizing the Spanish-speaking and Lin-Manuel Miranda, who's a friend of mine, by the way, because I'm Mm. a part of the In the Heights family. But, yo, Lin-Manuel ain't doing nothing but writing about music that's been in existence for hundreds of years. It's just people are just now choosing to see it. So what you carry in in regards to pride within our bodies, we also carry that pain. And so I can't imagine what it might have felt like when that incident, and if you're not aware what we're talking about, Ashanti's uh, YouTube channel has the the incident where he he speaks to a particular racially uh, strifed incident. And it was just, it was, it was, it was such a display of ignorance and, and what Ashanti displayed was, was, Mm. mm. Choked up just I think about this. What Ashanti displayed was sheer class and professionalism. And so his body is reacting in a particular way. And so what I hoped afterwards, and I know that you did, is find a way to release that because the body will hold on to that. And so I, I know you, and I know you did. So all that to say, we can be in a position to teach other men and it's going to start casually. So if you're not listening to this podcast, it's going to start with the men in your community at work. Okay around the water cooler, your LBs, your softball team friends, my military, you know, veteran friends that I check in with. So all of that comes to say is we haven't been taught, fellas. We've been taught from day one since the evolution of man to be a provider. We've been taught that there has to be a strength that we come from and that there is no weakness allowed. I mean, hell, I military background pain is weakness leaving the body i hear that now and i'm like that is ridiculous (laughs) so how do we reshape that 
letting people know there are safe spaces, there are brave spaces, there are spaces in which you can just be who you need to be. But we got to get out of the construct, the social construct that this is the way we've got to, we've got to react. We have to act. Mm, And that's mm, the hard mm. part. Man. So if there's anybody's got any questions about this, hit up me or Ashanti. I'm <laughs> certain that we're open to answer any questions or concerns, comments, complaints, and celebrations about it. Hit up Cesar because he he's re- he he knows all the names. I'm I'm like listening to you and this all these. I'm like okay, I'm like, I got a really oh, my man. Library. I got a table full of books over there. Uh, I mean, you know, that was one of the it was one of the only blessings uh, from yeah. this pandemic, like the last two years. And I'll also, if you don't mind, I feel like. I, once I get once I get going, you can see I get excited about this. So the pandemic provided an opportunity for me to transfer everything that I do online. Mm. So I had, I mean, who didn't? I, I was one of those persons that had ample time to then take an eight-week discovery program with nonviolent mm. communication started by the wonderful Dr. Marshall Rosenberg. I then found myself in men's emotional leadership training through every man, I found myself being asked to facilitate. But here's what's more important is I decided to step away. I just had someone ask me recently about the sabbatical that I took. Mm-hmm. Well, here's, a, here's the key, Ashante. I'm still on a sabbatical. In March of 2020, 2021, I left New York. I went okay. to live in Mexico for three months, nice. secluded myself, came back because my father was entering radiation treatments for prostate cancer. So I had a teaching gig lined up through Columbia University in New Orleans. And two weeks before my contract started, Columbia said, "Sees we don't have the budget. And it was okay because the dean of the college, Dr. Perkins, Dr. Brian Perkins, also frat. I was like, bro, you know, we good. Because that just gave me two months of liberty to drive my dad back and forth to every single treatment. So again... Mm. If I had been teaching in New Orleans, I would have only seen him on the weekends. Yeah. His radiation treatments completed. We're sitting on pins and needles waiting to see if all of this worked. I left again. Took another portion of my sabbatical in Hawaii. Six weeks. Maui. Oahu. Kanaeho. Because what's important to me is giving myself the opportunity to begin healing. Am I healed? No. Mm. Am I healing? Yes. Yeah. And so even current day, right now, I've had multiple people. Because what's the first thing you ask a performer? Hey, what's next for you? So here's mm-hmm. something, people. Don't ever ask a performer what's next. <laughs> you create this anxiety and this weight. Because if they don't have anything coming up after this show, you're taking away from the joy that they're experiencing currently in a show. Why would you mm-hmm. ask someone what they're doing now about what's coming up next rather than celebrating their current moment? Yeah. And so I've had multiple people because this is what people do. See, what's next for you? I got an interview with Ashanti. What you got going on tonight? I can't tell you. I just know that I'm not in a position to full-time return to teaching and coaching fitness world. I'm not exactly sure if I want to step on a stage again, but all I know is is that this is the message I need to share. Using this platform that I have, you mentioned my social media. Well, my social media now is geared towards can I be uplifting and share with people that I'm suffering because suffering is something we try to hide. And that's part of, I think many people's masks is what do you want people to not know? No, I'm going to let you know. I, I, it's not that I don't have time for you. It's just that I have to take this time for me. See, so why haven't you called? You haven't, you haven't hollered at me in in a couple of weeks because I'm in the midst of this hole that I'm trying to climb out of. And so can you give me that space? Yeah, And the best responses to all of that have been, regardless of what you're feeling, I'm going to love you through this. Not offering support, not telling me what needs to happen, not offering a solution. Nope. I hear you. And that's reshaped my entire language. I don't, I no longer say to people, oh, I'm sorry. Because as soon as I say, I'm sorry, that's Mm. the focus is then back to me. So if you've Mm. lost your puppy or let's, and this is, I'm going to take a breath. In the last 16 months, Shanti, I've lost 13 people. Eight of those people were COVID-related. The others involved accidents, including my tia. So don't come at me with I'm sorry. Because if I don't want your sympathy. What I want is to, to know that I have someone there who can potentially lend an ear if I ask for it. But we're an intrusive society. We step into, I'm sorry. Well, this is what you need to do. This is what worked for me. 
right now, I don't fucking care what works for you. I'm still <laughs> mourning. Like I'm currently, as I say, this grief-stricken, heartbroken, not just over the dissolvement of a partnership, but the, the dissolvement of 13 people's lives, yeah. including a 38-year-old man, father of three, who was unvaccinated. So I, I don't know. So, so no, I don't want your I'm sorry. I don't want your potential plans. What I want and need oh, yeah. is for you to say to me, fire, the fire. what do you need? Yep. If the, the, the fire overheated the wires. It, and so that's part of what we're doing with the Everyman work is coming into a place where what? Yo, don't get caught off in the story. Because I could tell you <laughs> stories for days. I'm a charming ass storyteller. But that's not important. What I want to know and I want to share with you is what I'm feeling right now. That's right. And right now the activation comes from, fellas, you can tell your story. There is someone to listen. That's right. It's not a sign of weakness. It's not a sign of the demasculine, demasculizing, demasculine. I'm making up words here. It's not about <laughs> dehumanizing who you are. It's about it's coming good. to a place where you can share. And yes, I understand that there are constructs and responsibilities oh, and if you've got kids or if you're acting as a husband or a caretaker to elderly parents, but all of that still comes into a place where we can sit with what we are feeling yeah, and act on how do we share and feel at that current state because it'll shift. And that's, I believe you already know a whole other conversation. But it, it, and, and the shift is already that piece of like, like, you know, in this conversation we've been having with men, we've been talking about these, these masks, but we also like, you've been taking off the mask on different layers as we've been going through, mm -hmm. right? Like, like we created this activity, which is like three words front, three words back, because we try to make it as palatable as possible. I mean, I was doing mm -hmm. it with, I was doing it with middle with high school students. So I was like, well, I don't want them writing essays. I don't want them trying to tell everything. How about just three words? Mm -hmm. How about just when it first started, it was just like, write whatever you can write anything. What's on the front, what's on the back. And I think that you have just, you know, shared a example. We've been in this conversation already, you know, 40 minutes and we're already like, like we haven't even touched the paper. Like, I mean, the paper no. is what was the catalyst for some conversation because sometimes people need a little frame. They need a frame to be able to find the words to be able to say, oh, wait, there is more to me. There is more to me than people can see by just looking at me. And when we can do that, what we get to do right now is with this mask and we get to help younger men of all and men of all ages and men from all backgrounds recognize we need to do this. Like you, mm -hmm. so many things you said, and I'm got, I got post-its all over the place here. Like, I'm like, <laughs> where are we going to start? I'm not even going to jump into them because like, I want to, I want to talk about Mexico. I love, like, we'll there's do, so many we'll things do a part two, man. We'll do this we, again. We, we, without a doubt. We, we're going, we're going to go to the man park and we're going to, we're going to invite some other men and we're going to have, I'm going to come to, I haven't been to New York in a long time, wherever you are, I'm going to find you. I'm going to just come and we're going to like pop up park. We're going to have a park. Like, I, I don't even it. tell people, I'm, I've been telling people I'm going to have a, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create the, I'm going to create the man park. And, um, and I think it, it would be so much exciting. And I think where do we get to like make their play? I think you said the play. So let's do this for mm -hmm. the, for the sake of those young men out there who are like, I can't have no conversation with nobody like this. Yeah. Let's, okay. let's, let's show them in the basic form that we created, mm. which was three words and three words, but there may be more words in there, but just how the, how the activity just, cause we've already talked about it. I mean, I think you've yeah. gone behind the mask. I have, I think, but I think that um, there's one piece I just want to talk about. That's, that's coming to me really true for me right now, but um, maybe we can do that. Sure. So you want to go, so since you're the guest, you can decide who goes first. Either you go first or I go first. Um, actually, you know what, if you could lead by example, because okay. other than revealing, I'm not sure what else to do. Yeah, no. Chioki's instructions were clear. I also, <laughs> just let it be known. It's not because Chioki didn't give me like the proper instructions. <laughs> there are no instructions for this part. This part is just what we just did in the conversation. In the, in the early days, I would just be like, okay, let's start with the mask. Some, and, and I think what's been happening as people have been more a part of these conversations, the conversation starts where it starts. And then we will eventually get to the mask. Some conversations, you need this to start with some people, right? Sure. And that's fine. Some, this is happening at the end because we've already been going there without needing the prompt necessarily. Mm. You know what I mean? I think, mm. and I think you managed to see that in circles, right? With men, like, see, I'm already about to jump back into like, see, stop. stop Let's do masks. Let's do these masks. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's how I do it. So I'm going to just show you my mask. This is what I drew. That's what I drew. I don't know what it is, but it's, a, it's what I drew. And this is the front. 
Oh, see, today you can't read my writing. Okay, it says funny, dedicated, determined. And those are and all things that you want people to see. These are the things that I gladly yeah. let people see. That gladly let people see. I, I, and I think funny is probably stays back behind. I think I'm more determined and dedicated, and then funny is in the background. I love to laugh, but sure. I think on a regular basis, I'm more like get stuff done, doing work, determined, like dedicated to the work, not giving up, not sleeping much. Like all those things that are like probably I try to put funny first because I really I, I like to laugh. I love to laugh. Like this is one of the well, greatest things. Feels good. Who doesn't like it? To does. Laugh? <laughs> but I get, but you know if you're a person who is like super who have who have big goals and dreams, sometimes laughing can feel like it's like in the way. Mm. Like, like we ain't got time to be playing no joke, having no joke time <sighs> here. I, I, like I, like that is a piece of me, and that's a part of the, my back. And so. um how, how about you share the front and then sure. I'll share my back, okay? And I we'll love that you there. shared those. Thank you for sharing those. I think that's an awesome mask that you drew. Thank you. Uh, I drew this caricature <laughs> of me. I don't know where that came from. So I wrote out, uh, I've gladly share with people my vulnerability, mm. my artistry, and my fortitude. Nice. nice. Um, I'm happy that you talked about like your driving factor and being determined. Um, and so I'm going to, maybe save this for another conversation or off air, but like that's the reason why rest and restoration and rejuvenation and renewal of energies is as important as it is. I'm so bad at it. I'm so bad at it. <laughs> but but, so... but see, again, you're not bad at it. You were just never taught. That's it. That's a good one. You're not, yeah. It's not that you're not bad at it. Yeah. Mm. I spent 35 years of my professional existence. I started again mm. performing when I was 15, entering my fourth decade and this mm. pandemic hit, and I was like, oh, I'm being made to slow down. Interesting. Oh, Interesting. man, I have oh. to rest. And then that's when I started researching like sabbatical and what it means. And oh, <laughs> so I had to learn oh. how to oh. sit in a hammock to read. <laughs> like I had to set an alarm and you're not checking the phone for two hours or checking in. I, bro. And, you know, and I started in March of 2021. Here I am 10, 11 months later. And I'm still trying to acclimate proper rest and renewal into my body because oh, no one man. ever taught me. So that's just food for thought for later. Oh man, well it's 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 right now, and I'm and I'm a okay. I'm gonna move to the back, but I'm gonna say I'll start there. Okay. I think one of the reasons that um and you're not only right about not being taught it, I was actually taught the opposite. I think my mom, the single mom, her her job was always trying to keep me busy, so she would make up chores that I'm like. This this you're gonna move this shelf so I can clean behind it. This shelf has been here for years. Why are you making up jobs? Like I I finally finished the other five jobs you gave me, and now you're gonna make up a new one. Go wash the walls. What? Like and I and I couldn't understand it. Like looking back, and I know why I don't ever I don't feel comfortable resting because I in my mind I'm being lazy. In my mind, I have a program that says, oh, if you're sitting around doing nothing, you're being lazy. Even if it's Friday at 7 p.m., I think I should be in front of my computer doing something yeah, doing because something. going to hang out and have a, have a food, have a meal, going to get a massage. That, hey, what are you doing? How dare you? Mm -hmm. you, you, don't, you don't deserve. And I, I think that's, ooh-wee. So, that, that, so that, kick, that kicked into that why rest is so difficult. I, I follow this, mm -hmm. um, this uh, group on Instagram called the, the Rest Ministry, and some of their messages really – help put those words in words that I have not been able to put in words, mm. right? Like, oh, why do I think that that taking a break is a bad thing? Mm. Well, it's progress. Because it's, it's what we're taught. It's what, we're it's taught. what we and, have, I mean, from the onset of this country's foundation, it has rested <laughs> on the ideologies that exist around work. And you don't get to rest. Work. And if you rest, then you're wasting time. That's but right. hi, listeners- Beautiful yeah. humans, fellow soaring eagles and warriors of light and love, your busyness does not equate worthiness, mm. period. Mm. And so for you <laughs> to sit on a Friday night at 7 p.m. and be like, I should probably be doing something. Yeah. It's just, it's it's instilled. It's already then within your genetic makeup to, yeah. to be busy, to work. Because God forbid you step off the hamster wheel. Oh my God, if I step off the hamster wheel, they're going to leave me behind. And what stop. people don't realize is if you step off that hamster wheel or you remove yourself from the rat race, <laughs> you're going to re-enter the hamster wheel or the rat race even stronger, more yeah. rejuvenated, 
in a greater semblance and state of being with greater focus, increased clarity, Mm -hmm. and physically stronger. Yeah. And I, oh man, you didn't say it. Let let me tell you the other two and I'm going to let you share it because I... The other one, and I put. I was gonna put no, no, no rest. I'm gonna put the bottom there. The first two, I didn't. Deep sadness, deep sadness and warrior, <gasps> warrior versus, versus warrior. warrior. Ooh. And I think right now I've been operating more like a warrior mm. of all the things that are happening than a warrior and saying, "Stay present. It's here. Deal with it. Let's move through it. Let's be strategic. Let's be strategic about it." I think I get into worry mode a lot. So, and the deep sadness, I think, is more just um. A lot of people, and you, you talking about a lot, losing thirteen people, brother, and mm. you know, just yesterday I lost a a friend, um, and it was came out of nowhere, but it was also like, like I think I I, I didn't even um, I couldn't even go to my men's team meeting last night because I was mm. like, why am I feeling stirred? Like I feel like I can't be there, and I don't think I wanted to feel it. I think I'm still trying to like stuff mm. it right, and I think uh, I think and what I've been seeing lately, just in terms of. Uh, people exiting the journey quickly you know exiting Mm -hmm. and it's been really a place of like okay all right we're going this is we need to be my my default is to not talk about it and and stuff it and what i'm learning now in my work is that i need to be letting it out and i think i i often say no one wants to hear your stuff no one wants to hear you talk like but i think because i keep thinking about it it's it's the message that i'm that I'm trying to help people heal through, mm. right? Like I'm, mm. I'm healing too. I'm not healed. I'm in the healing process constantly, and uh, that's the work. And so, thank you. That's the back of my mask. Oh man, offering you and your family's healing blessings and condolences. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, bud. Thank you, brother. And and you know, you you touched upon something before I reveal the back. Um, being a warrior versus a warrior, and. <laughs> I'd love to reiterate also, and this is again for every single person tuning in, what we're dealing with, what we're navigating right now is a world we didn't ask for. Yeah. So never mind just being cisgendered or a member of the LGBTQI community or the trans community, trans lives matters as well, or whatever you identify as, like every single person right now is being affected in some way. Yeah. And so to be in a constant state of worry in the midst of a pandemic that's global, in the midst of a broken democracy, in the midst of such division between, you know, a government that is supposed to be taking care of us in the midst of judicial and systemic racism. I mean, so there's, there's already a lot. So I'm honoring you, Ashanti, for admitting to being a worrier. Because there are days where I get up and I'm like, yo, I am seven feet tall. I weigh 340 pounds and can't nobody knock me down. And there are other days, and Ashanti, I've had to learn how to recognize this, where I haven't gotten out of bed for two straight days. Mm. I've gotten up to pee and come right back because I can't move. And that's okay. And so my the back of my, what I don't like to let people know is how much I self-sabotage myself how much remorse and guilt that I carry for all the nonsense that I did and how much I actually self-doubt myself. I'm not going to lie. There's a bit of imposter syndrome. What gives me the right to sit here and talk to people about this? And the way that I accept that is beyond my education. Mm. My friends, what I carry is a ton of experience. So if you would have asked 15-year-old me if I would ever be on a stage with J-Lo, the answer is obviously no. If you had asked 20-year-old mm-hmm. me if I'd ever be an adjunct professor at an Ivy League university, the obvious answer would have been no. But I'll tell you something, throughout my life and throughout my career, when someone says, hey, can you do this? I've been quick to say, you know what? No, but I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i learn. Mm-hmm. And so as I'm given this microphone and I'm given this platform to speak from, I'm going to let people know who you are is exactly who we love. And so, fellas, coming into a place where you're carrying that remorse or that guilt or that self-doubt or that self-sabotage, and you're trying to increase that level of self-awareness and self-love and self-gratitude and self-compassion, because that self-betterment journey is very difficult. It's possible if we pause for just a moment and mindfully reflect. And what is mindfulness? It ain't nothing but observing and pausing and noticing and feeling. 
So mm. please share with someone. If not us, we've got resources. We've got people that we can direct you to. If I hadn't had Andrew Kippen mm. and Mike Sagoon openly embrace me, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. Honest to God, I would have continued to make those same mistakes. I probably would have gotten involved again in another partnership and done the exact same things. And so now I'm speaking from a greater sense of stability, but by no means is my stable foundation on solid ground. When I teach yoga, I got to tell people, yo, if you're not swaying from side to side, then guess what? You're not feeling yourself move with the earth because every single earthquake proof building has to sway in the wind. So can you give yourself the, the, the grace, the compassion, self-compassion to just sway in that wind? Yo, this is not easy. It's not. And don't even get me started on being a Latin covered in tattoos. You know, And so there's still traumas that I'm dealing with when four white cops decided to slam me to the ground as a 13-year-old. Two of them putting nine millimeters to the back of my head. You think that didn't make me angry? I mean, there's just, there's incident after incident after incident. There's occurrence after occurrence after occurrence. Excuse me. And if we give ourselves an opportunity to reflect on those occurrences. That's right. And then non-judgmentally allow ourselves to feel what it is that we're feeling because that's part of the body's protective system. We spoke to this at the very top of the the podcast when we spoke to what the body will do to protect you. So that anger you feel is a protective mechanism. My punching through walls was my protective mechanism. And so now I realize what it's like Mm -hmm. to be angry in a healthier place rather than angry in a debilitating place. And it's part of the lessons that Ashanti and I could sit here and, and, and rat to you about it all day, all night. But until you're ready to receive it, yup. So when you're ready, just whoever, if this, if this, if this reaches the ears of one person, of one man mm. who's not aware of what to do, holler at us. Okay. I yeah. promise you. And I take phone calls daily. I get people that reach yeah. out to me. And I'm also very graced because I work for multiple apps. And so I teach yoga and meditation and boxing and fitness. So I get an opportunity to speak to the masses. Nice. But because I'm in a recording booth, I don't ever know who, who receives it. <laughs> until someone reaches out to me, until there's a DM in Twitter, until there's a DM in Instagram or Facebook. And next thing you know, there's a guy who's in Greece or my guys that are in Australia or my guys that are in Korea or in the UK or in South America. And they're saying to me, hey man, what you're saying matters. Ooh. And what you're saying is giving me hope. And I'm like, that's why I've survived. That's why. You that's got why. more to do. And there's more to do, bro. Listen, I want to tell you this. Uh <clears throat> Thank you. And I, and I can't wait till your sabbatical is over or to the opportunity for us to be in the same geographic place at the same geographic time mm. or spatial time. And I, and I think and I, have, I have ideas that are already popping in my head, but I think what we could do is do something live on the ground with people and just be like, hey, would you be willing to make a mask? Hey, would you be willing to make a mask and just one word or three words, like, and just do a live and right in the moment, like, and how many people I think would be totally amazed by what words they come up with for themselves. I think in this movement we've been trying to create, which is called the million mask movement is like, mm-hmm. how do we have, how do we have help people have more conversations like this? Like, like I, like I, I don't want it to stop. Right. But I, we're, we're, we're wrapping it up. But I, but I think that what is allows you and I to do, is to continue helping people who may have never been able to take off that emotional mask to know mm. that, that you're not alone, that you're not alone. And whether you're 12 or you're 21 or you're 42, like that you are not alone. And I think that uh, the more that we can have these conversations, the more we can even engage people. Like what we're trying to do with the younger people right now is we're going to start doing conversations on Instagram because trying to get them on a Zoom and on a Zencaster on a yeah. this, it's too much. Like, look, let's do an Instagram live, not record it. We're going to have a quick conversation and we'll do something with that stuff. Like, cause I'm trying to make it reachable. Like the goal is to make it fancy and not reachable is no bueno. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, no, it's, it's useless, right? And so how do we get to that place? So thank you. And here's, here's what I want you to do. I want you to tell people how they can find you, follow you, sure. get in touch with you and you know, the ways that you want people to be knowing about the work you're doing. And I want us to figure a way 
I want I want us to figure a way to 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 bring in part two at some point like sure. soon. Like I have a feeling like there's an opportunity right now for us, and maybe even it's us doing a face to face where we bring somebody else, right? We bring somebody else in who's willing to have that conversation around masks, right? I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know. We'll figure something out. But I have we, a feeling we're going to let the omens dictate it because we just go. talked about it. So like Mother Earth has received it. So she's like, all right, I'm going to get these boys together because they're incredible okay. and they're amazing humans. Um, I would love to. And so part of this sabbatical that I'm on, and this actually came from Andrew Kippen, because like I said, I work with him one on one. And um, his beautiful wife, Nyla, is my manifestation life coach. So like here mm. are two, here's talking about a power couple. But Andrew's yeah. like, yo, man, you've got all the freedom in the world right now. So I can do whatever I want, Ashanti. Mm. And I've never had that. So if we want to get together in NorCal, bro, I'll come out to NorCal. I love Northern California. I got family in Northern <laughs> California. I got people in Northern California. I will happily come out. Oh, um, so man. we can definitely set that up. But for those of you who have any other, like I said, questions and concerns, comments, complaints, and celebrations, Always please feel free to hit me up. I can be reached on the Instagram and the Twitter at Cesar F. Barajas. Check that spelling. C-E-A-S-A-R-F is in Fernando, B is in Bravo, A-R-A-J-A-S. Uh, I'm not on the TikTok only because I don't know how to work it. And I'm already inundated, inundated with social media, uh, very rarely on the Facebook. So please feel free to reach out on the social media handles. But like I said, visit my website, please, at www.thejourneywithcesar.com, C-E-A-S-A-R. And you'll get to learn a little bit more about me. There's some sample classes. Feel free to sign up. Whatever. If you, if if something compels you to reach out and say what's up, yeah. would absolutely love to hear from you. But thank you oh, for your man. time. Thank you for your energy. My brother, keep shining brightly. Brother, yes. you too. Thank you. And we will put all that in the show notes. All those will be links there. And we'll make sure that we put it out. And I'm, I'm so thankful. And I'm excited about the next steps. This is just the beginning. But I really feel like... Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for all the things you went through to get you to the place where you're able to, to translate those that education into experience mm. and those experiences into education. I think that's what many teachers miss. And, mm. uh, and I felt that from you today. So thank Thanks, you for brother. teaching me today. Love you, brother. Love you, I look brother. Thanks to, to the whole soon. crew. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> right on, brother. Peace. And folks, if you want to make a mask, you can do that at 100kmask.com. Anytime anonymously, you know, it says that and I, we shared ours here uh, publicly and you can share yours if you want anonymously there. And uh, we'll see you soon, folks. Thanks for being here. Taking Off The Mask podcast is produced by Ryan Louie. Editing videography is also by Ryan Louie. Graphics by Kelly Wong. And a special thanks to the team at Ever Forward, Vanessa Cortez and Kevin Romero. And I'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast. As we hit this one year anniversary, we hope that everyone who's been a part knows that they're a part of the Taking Off the Mask experience. And we look forward to you being a part of it as well. If you liked what you heard today, please like, subscribe and share. And we look forward to us continuing to offer conversations that matter. Take care. See you soon.